You're listening to World Talk Radio. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Be the Star You Are is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation to improve literacy and positive media. All contributions and donations are tax deductible. To comment on today's show, please call in toll free at 1 866 613 1612. That's 1 866 613 1612. Or send an email to info at be the star you are.org. Now back to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are, light up the flame that burns deep within your heart, where the real you Bryan. And I'm Heather Whitney. And we are going to be with you the full day today, the full hour, because we are bringing you a special show all about the new book, Be the Star You Are 14. So we are so thrilled to be your personal growth success coaches and you here as our power partners. Get ready to pump your energy, love, learn, laugh, listen, and of course live your dreams through books and other media. We are a show about following your heart, doing what you love, and as you can probably tell, we are bubbling with enthusiasm, inspiration, motivation, information, and tools for daily living. Right, Heather? Most definitely. It's a kind of like champagne for the spirit. That's what we like <laughs> to say. Well, the miracle moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity, a 501c3, empowering women, family, and youth through improved literacy and positive media like this radio show. Please visit the website, Be The StarYouAre.org. And this is a really special a miracle moment. Every memorable act in the history of the world is a triumph of enthusiasm. Nothing great was ever achieved without enthusiasm because enthusiasm gives any challenge or any occupation, no matter how frightening or difficult, a new meaning. Without enthusiasm, you are doomed to a life of mediocrity, and with it, you will accomplish miracles. That's by Og Mandino. He was a speaker and author. He wrote The Greatest Salesman in the World, a wonderful little book. And how perfect that is for a miracle moment, yeah, right, Heather? definitely. Yeah, I was talking about miracles and enthusiasm, which is what we're all about. Well, we today we have a really special show for you. So we're excited to talk about the new book, Be the Star You Are for Teens, Living, Loving, Laughing, Learning and, of course, always making a difference. But for teens, we also want them to be leading. Now, Heather has written five of the chapters of the book. It's going to be, it's such a fabulous book. It debuts 9909. It's, that's kind of a magical day. Synchronicity, yeah. Yeah, I think it's great. And it's, it is in a, it's, the synchronicity is, is that it is really a celebration of the 10 years of Be the Star You Are being a 501c3 charity. And we wanted to bring out a fabulous book that would empower many of the people that benefit from the charity, and that, are, that is teenagers. Now, the chapter we're going to talk about right now in this segment is one called The Gift of Sexuality. Like the first book in the series, Be the Star You Are, every, every chapter is called The Gift of 
Now, Heather is a reproductive health assistant, and so she has quite a bit of expertise in talking about sexuality and and working with teens and sexuality. So this chapter, Heather and I authored, and it is called The Gift of Sexuality. So what is sexuality? I mean, most people, when we talk about the word sexuality, they immediately think about the sexual act. However, sexuality isn't just about sex. From birth until death, every person is a sexual being. It defines our gender. It is complex part of our personality. And it's really how we feel about ourselves. So it's not so much about what you do, but who you are, the way you talk, dress, move, as well as act among other people. So, Heather, let's talk about biologically sexuality and what is happening with teenagers today and how we can help them realize that this is natural, a very important part of being a human being, and to have to make really good choices because we don't want teens to make mistakes. Well, exactly, and we covered it in one of our T for Twos um, once before, which is because of so many of the T for Twos has given us a lot of inspiration for this book, uh, which has helped a lot with easing to create the chapters. But such a big thing is when we talk about sexuality, instantly, you know, just as we say with the word diet, it has the word diet. It. Sexuality, all we hear is sex when we hear it. And a lot of times people fail to miss all the other components of it, that it's about these changing, you know, our bodies are changing, our emotions are changing, ways we used to comprehend things are so much different. And it all comes with, with age, comes wisdom. But this is a big part, and especially in uh, pubescent through adolescent ages, when suddenly all these unknown familiar feelings and emotions arise up in them, and we have so many questions. And that's why, you know, parents, they always fear, you know, the infamous birds and the bees talk or, you know, how kids have that innate honesty that they will just blurt out anything they hear, and a lot of times parents are left with questions and they just don't know how to answer it. So with this chapter, what was so important is we really wanted to stress that, Sexuality, as you said before, is a completely natural thing. It's something we believe starts at birth and ends at death. It's a lifelong process. And that we want to give people the tools so that they make healthy decisions, wise decisions, and they understand their body and their decisions. Well, Heather, and before we go on to talking about making decisions and understanding your body, you know, when it comes to talking about sex and sexuality, most teens don't know where to turn and they don't really know who to talk to. And what we have found in, in our studies and in even talking to parents and teens is so often the parents are just as embarrassed to talk about it to the teens as well. So what can we do there? How can teens be more communicative and how can parents be more open about giving, you know, the facts and, well, and making it easy. Exactly. Well, I think here with a lot of things, as with your generation as parents now versus mine, uh, you know, being the kids and one day we two will be parents, things that might have been considered taboo during your generation. So a lot of things like talking about sex was not something people did, talking about these changing things. So unfortunately, though parents may feel very educated on this, it still may be an uncomfortable situation. So what's really great is if parents, a lot of community health organizations organize informational group sessions that they'll go into schools, but they'll also teach the parents. That's why there's so many amazing books out there, but there's also a lot of health organizations put on, um, in a sense, little clinics, little workshops so that parents get to learn the correct language, the right ways to approach these conversations. Because even as a kid, even if the parent may feel they're ready to talk 
to someone, um, talk to their children about it, it can come off really awkward. So that's why we always encourage that from a very young age that parents open up that line of communication. Even though things may seem inappropriate, it's always good to have that communication line open. Well, I agree with you. If you start when they're really young, then it doesn't make it such a big deal. You know, I wrote about this in the book, in Be the Star You Are for Teens, under the chapter of the gift of sexuality. But when I was growing up, although my parents were really fabulous, it was like that was one of the topics that was taboo. We just never talked about sex. And I remember so vividly when I had 36 first cousins, my very, the oldest cousin was going out on his first date. And as he was walking out the door, literally my Aunt Linda grabbed my Uncle Bob and said, you better go tell him, you know, about the birds and the bees. Well, she's a little <laughs> bit late to be telling him when he's going out on his first date, you know, at 16. So my Uncle Bob grabbed him. He completely didn't know what to say. And he just said, Ronnie, Keep your hands in your pockets. <laughs> and so, and then as Ronnie was going out the door, my, my aunt, who is Italian, in Italian said to him, Fala brava, which means to be good. And that is what we were told from, you know, all of growing up with Fala brava. And it was like, you know, just be good. So we always have laughed over the years that Ronnie went out on his date being good with his hands in his pocket, you know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but I know as funny as it is, that's kind of missing the point, though, Heather, because today's generation, I mean, I think in today's day, we have more opportunities, we have more knowledge, and we have more tools out there that can help the parents as well as the kids. And kids are going to be happier and healthier if they have an adult that they can talk to. Yeah, I mean, as you just say about keeping communication line and starting, I mean, though it was funny the stories we had to tell, but that could also lead to serious disasters. A lot of things is kids are not getting the correct information, and so they're getting information from their friends, or they're getting their information from the Internet, which can be, everything can be a great tool. So that's why we always encourage parents to seek out the information and then to seek out to their children to inform them, to help them make and again, if a kid, if, if the, that kind of communication, because we're aware we're, that maybe not everyone has a good home, that communication lines just do not exist with their parents, that they can seek community health groups, they can go to a school nurse, they can go to a school counselor. There's so many great resources out there where they can get correct and accurate information so that they can further, you know, make healthy decisions because it's completely, you know, it's everyone's individual life, but it's up to them to make the wise decisions. Well, you know, I've been coaching teens. That's my specialty for, like, over two decades now. And although I work with them a lot, you know, in acting and writing and presentations and other life skills, I have a great number of young people who come to me just to talk about this subject in general. And, of course, I always encourage them to talk to their parents, but very often they can't talk to their parents. Mm -hmm. And so I find that that's really key, that they have an outlet that they can express their feelings about relationships, what they're doing in their lives, um, how, you know, how they're feeling about different things. Because one thing that you brought out in the chapter that I thought was really important is that the kids may not be getting good information if they're just asking their friends. Because what's good for one friend may not be good for somebody else. And if somebody's taking some kind of a treatment or is on some kind of a birth control, it may not be proper for the other person. Yeah, exactly. Well, working in um, public health, especially in uh, reproductive health, that's something that there's, 
not only, you know, in the disease sense of how we do that, but also just in the contraceptive sense is that um, regarding a women's form of contraceptive, that we have pills and patches and shots and rings and inserts, all these crazy things, um, so many different options for people. And so what might work well for someone, what is, might be the just fantastic, could actually be ha- harmful and dangerous to another person. Um, so it's just always really important that they seek out proper health information. Well, speaking of health, Heather, we have Arlen Van Dyke is with us now. He okay. is this amazing physical therapist and my physical therapist who wrote The Gift of Healing, and he's very busy in his practice. He's taking a break right now just to be with us. So we're going to go to Arlen and talk about his chapter, The Gift of Healing. Arlen, are you there? Yes, I am. Can you hear me? Oh, welcome Hello. to Star Style. Be the star you are. I am so glad that you could just take a quick break because I know how swamped you are. Yeah. Yes, well, it's my uh, just a little bit of background about Arlen. When you read his chapter in the book, it's called The Gift of Healing, you're going to just be blown away because he got into the healing field because of something that happened to him. And it, throughout my life, I've been to several physical therapists and other health practitioners, and there's nobody better than Arlen Van Dyke. He really cares, and it comes through his hands. Arlen, do you mind telling us about your story and what happened on that bone-chilling, cold, blizzardy day back in Iowa when you were just a young teen riding on your tractor with a pheasant in hand on your way yeah. home thinking you were going to have a great dinner? Yeah, that was that was a that was a changing life experience. Uh, um, I was I was 14 years old at the time, and uh, I, I uh, was riding on this tractor. And when this uh, this this particular gun that I was handling, uh, it it it, uh, um, it fell and, and and fell off the tractor. And when it did that, it it uh, in the process of falling, it it hung, got hung up at at one point and. Uh, and at that point is when the firing pin was hit, and so it, I took full load in my left, uh, on my left arm, and it basically so a full load of of, uh, of shotgun. Yeah, twenty gauge shotgun. So uh, so it took uh, over half my elbow and about two inches of my upper arm off. So I was um, it, it was a bad wound. It was a very bad wound. So I had it, it, it was uh, I guess it was, it's it. It's more dramatic to talk about it now than I really, because of it happening the way it did, uh, I really didn't even know what happened, uh, that my arm hit me in the head. <laughs> and that's how I knew something was wrong, but it was a bleeding. It was an absolute bleeding. And so it was a very dramatic thing, and that's why I tried to put in that little story to you or for you in that, that you requested well, I think what was the most amazing part of the story is besides the fact of this horrible accident, which we know that accidents happen on farms quite often with young people, but was that when you were rushed to the doctor, the doctor told you that you would need to amputate your arm. And yes. even at this young age and in the terrible pain you're in, you said, no, we've got to save it. Yeah. And that was really a determining factor in who you have become today. Tell us that yeah. part. Yeah, that yeah, that's uh, that was. Uh, I, I still don't know how I generated that energy because I, I didn't know that about myself, of course, at the time. I think I think that's what happens is that when we are in a situation that is of of significance, I think that's when we and when our inner powers and inner strengths do come out. And um, 
and as it came out, that was the right decision. Uh, that I did object, and and I and I refused to let him uh, amputate, and uh, and I, I was willing to put up with whatever I had to do to save it. So uh, I, I'm I, I I guess what I've learned from that is that I that I I guess I can trust myself. Huh? I mean, I can trust the fact that I can make a decision when it's when I'm in my more crisis mode. Huh? And I would so say I that that's a message for teens out there as well, is that we do have the power. And Because mm-hmm. had you not spoken up, you may not have your arm today. No, but no. you gathered, even in this horrible distress, the power to say, no, you're not taking off my arm. You, yeah. you, it's like you had a, this, inner, this inner strength to stick up for what you knew you needed. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I, and and I and I don't know how you know that you have it until you're in that crisis situation. However, it is um, it, it, you, everyone has it. Everyone has it. You just don't know it. You don't know it until you're in the crisis. Mm-hmm. And I think that's uh, that's the bottom line. And so we can we can project what we should do each time, but we have to we have to be responsible for ourselves at the moment. And we have to be willing to uh, be responsible for all of our decisions, I think, too. And I think that's a big item that, that I try to always, I still try to do, and uh, still try to be responsible. If I make a bad decision, I'm still responsible for that, too. What a great message is that we are always responsible, that we have the ability and the responsibility to make good decisions for ourselves. And what happened with you, which I really think is such an incredible gift, is the doctor that saved your arm, the surgeon, actually became your greatest teacher and mentor and even took care of helping you get through college. And today, you remember him every time you help other patients. Yeah, yeah, it's a... I don't. I don't forget Dr. Graham. He he was uh, probably one of the more uh, kind individuals that I knew at the time, uh, and that he he uh, was. Um, I just had a gentle way about him, and um, and yet he he was still. He was as I grew. I, I took this happened all through my high school years, and so when it was time for me to start thinking of God, about going to college. That was when he presented this little idea to me that maybe uh, not because I, I had no funds at that time. My parents didn't have any funds for those kind of things of going to school. Uh, he just made it possible, and uh, I, I'm forever in debt to him, of course, for that. And, and how do you today, how do you feel in the profession that you have chosen based on this experience that happened to you when you were a teen? Well, you know, now, uh, you know, I always remember him. I, I remember, I, I try to do, I try to be what he was to me, and I, I try to be a comfort to people uh, that are in horrible pain. My specialty is chronic pain. People think, people who have pain for a long period of time. And and I try to let them know that there is a possibility that they can get help, that, 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 that they... Um, that there is somebody that's going to listen, and there's going to be somebody, and I, and I surround myself with physicians and people that are like that. So I try to remember him because it's, it was a gift that he gave to me, so I can't help but just share that gift. That 
You know, I think that that is also a gift to everyone else, too, because it shows us that people that we encounter in our young lives can make such an impact and such a difference on the rest of our lives and how important relationships are. And this is what you have done. Do you have any uh, contact information you want to give out, or should we just send people to be the star you are dot org if they want to uh, be in touch? Yeah, let's do it that way um, because otherwise it's in my business, and I, I, that'd be hard for me to manage. That. Exactly. Well, yeah. Arlen is the most incredible physical therapist, and it only takes one time to be under his guidance and care to know that yes. you are with a person yes. who is so yes. loving. Yes. And caring, and you really have the miracle touch, Arlen. I mean, there really is that miracle within that it must be going back to Dr. Graham. So I thank you for all that you do for everyone who is in chronic pain and and helping people to live full, healthy lives. Thank you so much, Cynthia. You're you're my inspiration, too. Well, and thank you for being a part of Be the Star You Are for Teens. I just know that everyone who reads this book is going to love the chapter. It's called The Gift of Healing. Arlen Van Dyke is the author of it. And he has a quote that he loves by Richard Bach, and I'll just close out this little segment with this that uh, Arlen has written. There are no mistakes. The events we bring upon ourselves, no matter how unpleasant, are necessary to learn what we need to learn. Whatever steps we take, they're necessary to reach the places we've chosen to go. That's by Richard Bach, and I think it's one of Arlen's favorite, favorite quotes. Am I right, Arlen? Absolutely. Yes. Well, thank you so much for sharing your expertise on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. And we look forward to having you a contributor to our book. And just thanks, Arlen, for being such a super person. Oh, thank you, Cynthia. Thank you. And I'll be talking to you soon, I'm sure. We will be talking soon. Well, we're going to go to break. And when we come back, Heather and I will be talking a little bit more about the gift of sexuality, which is another chapter in the book. And then we'll be meeting James Christopher Gill, who is the gift of choice. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan and Heather Whitney on Star Style. Be the star you are. There's lots more to come with Be the Star You Are for Teens, a special edition. Stay tuned. Listen. Are you ready? The world is talking. Are you ready? World Talk Radio. Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature star-style consultations. With personalized sessions by phone or in person, you'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7827. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com You can be the star you are. You're listening to World Talk Radio.
You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Be the star you are is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation to improve literacy and positive media. All contributions and donations are tax deductible. To comment on today's show, please call in toll free at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to info at be the star you are.org. Now back to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are. Well, welcome back. We're glad that you stayed with us. Heather Brittany is here with us, of course. Hello, hello. It's always good to have her back here. Well, we're talking about the gift of sexuality. And before we go to our next guest and contributor to Be the Star You Are for Teens book, we Heather just wants to give a few more tips for teens when we're talking about sexuality. So, Heather, what can, if you know, give me some ideas of if, uh, if teens can't talk to their parents and then they're going to go to another outside source to get information, how can they make some good decisions? Exactly. And as you said, we're not um, going for or against every decision someone makes. is a completely personal thing, and everyone knows at their own stage in their life when they're ready to make these decisions. Our biggest thing is just when you are ready to make these decisions, that you make healthy and wise ones, um, and is that it can always have good relationships with their parents. Sexuality can be a difficult topic. It's hard for parents to consider their, their children sexual creatures. So a great thing is there's so many community health reaches out there, especially a, a great place to go is Planned Parenthood, um, where they can provide with just accurate, non-biased, medical information, and everything is confidential there. So it's great. And, and with many um, other health organizations, that if any teen goes there for advice, information, contraceptive treatment, all of that stuff by law is confidential. So they don't have to worry about stuff like this getting back to their parents. As we said, too, it, though, if you have the opportunity, open up those uh, lines of communication with your parents. Sometimes your parents might be just as nervous as you to have these conversations so if maybe you're the one to break it down and just let them know that you're seeking out the information for them, um, maybe that will give them the incentive to want to learn more information so that they can give accurate information to you and you guys can learn stuff, stuff together. Exactly. Uh, important. That's really important stuff, Heather. And again, we're not condoning um, or condemning anything here. We're all about information. Again, the book that we're talking about is Be the Star You Are for Teens. It's simple gifts for living, loving, laughing, learning, and leading. Because here at Be the Star You Are Charity, we are looking forward to helping everyone read, lead, and succeed. That seems to be our motto, our, our creed as we say, and we want to express to people that they have the abilities to be the stars of their own lives and to make good choices. We have, it's sort of fun because besides you and Dr. Bernie Siegel, who has submitted two chapters, we actually have 36 many of whom are teens, 
And so what we're going to be... For teens by teens. I, it is. It's for teens by teens, about teens. And the book is just really, really great information, true stories written by real people with exercises and quotes you can live, uh, live by. Now, the next person that we wanted to talk to is also a contributor to the book, an excellent writer. He has two chapters in the book, The Gift of Choice and The Gift of Adapting. His name is James Christopher Gill, and he is our IT specialist here at Be The Star You Are, a fabulous volunteer. We have a new monitor in our office, a newer computer, new phones, all thanks to James. James, welcome to Be The Star You Are. I'm sorry, can you say that again? <laughs> are you here with us? Welcome. Thank you. Well, did you, were you able to hear your bit of introduction there, James? Uh, a little bit, yeah. You'll have to bear with me. I'm on a cell phone. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Um, that is the thing is sometimes when you're on the radio, it's difficult to be on a cell phone. But if you're working, you know, a cell phone will work. Well, uh, first of all, we want to thank you for being a terrific volunteer for all your, your great resources and, and your brainstorming and helping us get our monitor and our computer and getting things up and running so that we're not a mess. But I wanted to talk about the chapters in the book, Be the Star You Are for Teens. And I thought, James, if it's okay, we'll start with the gift of adapting and talk about that for a couple of minutes because it's an experience that teens go through. And it is a painful experience when you have to move around a lot and you go to a new school. Could you tell us a little bit about your experiences, why you wrote that chapter, and how you feel about adapting to new things today? Well, uh, pretty much from grades one through six, I went to four different schools. Uh, seventh and eighth grade, I started another new school, started a new high school. So I've been, <laughs> I've shipped around to a couple of different places over the course of my life, and it's always been a bit of a challenge. Coming into a situation, not really knowing anyone, uh, trying to trying to find a new niche for yourself when uh, when you're not used to the area or any of the people. So for me, it was really just kind of relating a personal experience, you know, having gone through uh, this process of having to adapt to new situations, new surroundings, new people, um, and in my own personal experience and helping someone else go through that. And so to me, it was just kind of really a, a way of. of Reminiscing, but at the same time, trying to pass on, you know, if you, perhaps there's someone out there at your school or someone new in the area who, you know, you know is in the area, it might be just nice to accept open invitation of friendship and one thing. In, in your case, really, with a little, it, a little gesture being the new like case? that can go a long way with people. In, in your own experience, was it difficult being new kid? I'm sorry? In your own experiences of having to travel with these schools, was it hard being the new kid? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's always a rough experience. You never really get used to it. Uh, the best thing you can do is just try and be warm and open and friendly with people and, you know, see how they respond. Well, you know, I liked it. But, uh, One of the things you wrote about in your chapter is that, is like in so many schools, there was always a hierarchy, a pecking order. And in one of your schools, they call, you called it the elite, the majority, and the outcasts. And, of course, everybody would like to think 
that they're part of the elite, but most of the time we're part of the outcasts, and that makes it really hard. But you, what you did that really was heartwarming, I thought, in the story, is that because you knew what it was like to be an outcast, you reached out to the, a new arrival at school. Tell us a little bit about this girl that you reached out to and how it really made a difference in her life. Uh, well, she just came in through an entirely new situation, especially in the middle of high school when you're, you know, thought you'd set up with a certain set of friends and be ripped away from that and uh, placed into a new experience. It can be really difficult to try. My sister went through something very similar, and I guess I kind of felt an immediate empathy towards her for doing this, so, uh, for having to go through this. So every little possible occasion I could, I'd strike her up in a conversation or introduce her to some of my friends, just generally kind of try to make her feel welcome into, you know, various circles around our campus. You know, I think, wouldn't that be the message that you want to impart to young people today is to reach out to others and help, you know, to help yourself adapt, you can help others adapt. Thank you, James, for being with us on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. And what we're going to do is we'll be going to a break right now, and when we come back, Heather and I will have two other guests that have also contributed to Be the Star You Are. We have Kim Carlson, our webmaster, as also Elise Kalnowski, who is our book review chairperson. Stay with us. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We'll be back in just a minute. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. World Talk Radio. Apathy, violence, and negative messages are everyday occurrences in our country. You can be a changemaker when you dare to care by supporting Be The Star You Are charity, a 501c3 that empowers women, families, and youth through improved literacy, positive media, and tools for living. Visit www.bethestarur.org to find out how you can make a difference in our world. Everyone counts. That web address again is www.bethestarur.org. Be the star you are.org. Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature star style consultations with personalized sessions by phone or in person. You'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7827. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com. CynthiaBryan.com. You can be the star you are. You're listening to World Talk Radio. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Be the Star You Are is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation to improve literacy and positive media. All contributions and donations are tax-deductible. To comment on today's show, please call in toll-free at 1-866-613-1612. 
That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to info at be the star you are.org. Now back to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Be the star you are. Well, we have a real star that is coming on with us in just a second. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Ray. And today we are talking about the new wonderful book, Be the Star You Are for Teens, Simple Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, and Learning to Make a Difference. It's leading. It is going to really help teens lead and succeed. So our next guest is a contributor on the book, and you have known her for many years behind the scenes because she is the webmaster as well as the newsletter editor for Be The Star You Are charity. So devoted, so dedicated, the person with a smile all the time. Her name is Kim Carlson. I call her the get it done kid because all I have to do is go please and it's like done. Hey, Kim, welcome to Star Style. Be the star you are. Hi, girls. Good to talk to you. Oh, my gosh. It's so good to talk to you. And Heather's here, too, and she's excited to talk to you. Yeah, great. (laughs) Well, Kim has written The Gift of Attitude, and when she first found out that we were doing the book, she goes, I want the gift of attitude, I want the gift of attitude, and she's the perfect person to write it because it doesn't matter what is going on in life, Kim, you have a positive attitude. So talk about your story, how you grew up, the funny things with your your dad, but also even despite obstacles and challenges, how you always keep that smile on your face and your face to the sunshine. Well, my dad was just about the funniest person I ever met. He could just take any phrase and turn it upside down and inside out and make a joke out of it, or any situation for that matter. Um, And uh, he and I had both um, unusual incidents happen to us when we were eight years old, so it just seemed natural for me to um, talk about his scrappy attitude and and the uh, events that happened when we were eight and kind of put that together in a story. It really kind of fell into place all by itself. I love the way you called him a word gymnast. Yeah. yeah. I could just see him, like, you know, with whatever he said, flipping things upside down and backwards, but to make everybody laugh. The wheels were always spinning. You could see it. Well, and you have taken that into your own life, and you have really learned how if the dog bites you, to bite back. Right. Yeah. You know, what other way to be if you're just going to sit and be depressed if something bad happens to you? Um, you're going to miss so many things. So you, you have to turn it upside down on top of itself and make it feel right for you. Um, and sure, you can take like a pity day or whatever, have a pity party, and um, you know, think about the implications of a bad thing, but then um, turn around and dust yourself off, find the lighter side or a way to um, you know, see an improvement coming once you get over it and um, just get back to the good stuff. Yeah, well, what is it, Kim? You know, I mean, we've known each other now 10 years. And we're gonna, well, it's going to be 10 years with the charity that you've been working diligently and building the websites. And if you can't figure it out, you figure out how to figure it out. I mean, nothing stops you. I am so inspired by you every day. I just, I am like your biggest fan. <laughs> and despite you have, you have fibromyalgia, you have food intolerances, you have a lot of restrictions on your health, yet you have never let anything get you down. Anytime that we are emailing, you are having a blast. You're out in the garden, you're always redesigning, you're on trips. How do you do it? 
Um, My motto is always see work, do work. So when there's something in front of me that needs to be done, I get it done because the faster that gets done, the more time I have to enjoy all the other fun stuff. And I've always got my wheel spinning like my dad, but I'm spinning trying to think of the next fun thing to do or the next unique thing to create in the house or the garden, uh, the next trip to go on. Um, I just sort of have this planning bug in my brain. I'm always planning something. Well, and how how would you translate that for teens? Because you raise children as well, and and I'm, I know you were a great role model. So when we're talking to teens, what's your message to have them have an attitude adjustment, you know, and and really go out there and claim their power the way you've claimed your power? Well, I especially think about um, how funny it was when I got my braces on and. Um, all my friends at the same time that were getting braces on would walk into school the first day, have their hand in front of their mouth, hiding their face, and everyone would make fun of them. And it would happen for days and weeks and maybe the whole time they had their braces on. Well, I charged into school and um, just with a big smile on my face and pretended like I'd always had them. And it was about three days before my best friend even said, wait a minute, when did you get braces on? <laughs> so um, why? I, I've always thought, why do I want somebody else to take away my positive attitude or my way to feel good about my day, if I let them make me feel bad about having braces on or embarrassed, then they have all the power. Um, So I just choose to have that for myself. And if somebody thinks they want to make me feel bad, I just let it roll off my back like water off a duck. Well, you know, that's like what Eleanor Roosevelt said. Heather, what was that that she said? It was something like, nobody can make you feel less of yourself but yourself, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. so, so that's pretty much been your your attitude is yeah. that I'm okay, and you better be okay because I'm okay. Yeah, and I don't worry about what anybody thinks or or stares at or um, says or anything like that. That's that's inside their own head. I'm cool with what's inside my head, and well, also it probably wasn't always really that way as a teenager. But I I, I kind of merged that that scrappiness from my dad and my mom. You know, completely opposite is an incredibly calm person, very, very together, very, um, you know, perfectly calm in a, in a, a crisis, and just has control. So I've kind of got a really good combination of both of those. Well, I really would agree with that. And on top of that, you also really believe in giving back because besides everything you do for Be the Star You Are, you are also involved with Val. Why don't you tell us some of the other? Uh, charitable things you do because you were actually, you know, in the president. I mean, you you do all the stuff for the environment. You're just constantly, constantly caring about others. Well, Val is volunteers for Outdoor Washington, and I a few years ago decided that all the time we spend outdoors because we go camping all the time. We build our own trails and our own campsites, and I thought, well, maybe I should do that for other people. So I tracked it down and found out how I could volunteer. And before I was with them for a year and a half. I ended up on the board of directors as treasurer, and then the next year I was president for about uh, six years, and um, I've just retired from that, and now I'm um, acting executive director because uh, we don't have a paid staff anymore. They needed somebody to do that, so I said, okay. <laughs> and, Basically, volunteerism has really been a big part of your life, and do you feel that by giving back it gives to you in some way it strengthens you and gives you extra skills because you're always – you're always having to figure out how to do something, you know, that nobody knows how to do. You're right. It's a tremendous feeling of giving back but and of learning things, but there's also um, the fact that I do know how to do a few little things 
but I can't get a job doing them. Things I like to do, like the web work, um, and uh, doing flyers and newsletters and things like that. That when you do that as a volunteer, you get a chance to learn those things and get better at them. Um, and it's it's sort of the the avocation vocation type of thing. So. I, what I do for a living is I crunch numbers all day. I'm an accountant. You're an accountant. Um, yeah, yeah. Give out the website. I mean, I don't know if you want to, any more jobs. You pro- I don't know how you could do even one more thing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it is. I mean, and you just keep up with the newsletter and all of that. If you want a newsletter, go to be the star you are dot org. Sign up. Yeah, you Because bet. you'll see her beautiful designs. But did you want to give out your account tech uh, uh, website as well? Yeah, account tech, A-C-C-O-U-N-T-E-C-H. That's just one T dot com. And uh, that's my um, bookkeeping service, but I also have a nice link to pictures of my dad's memorial and things like that. So um, if you want to see my scrappy daddy yeah, that, <laughs> pictures. Yeah, and also we have pictures on BeTheStarYouAre.org and the Galaxy of Stars that Kim created, too, because her dad was just such a fabulous guy and with such a great sense of humor. And you'll get to read more about it in Be The Star You Are for teens, which debuts on 9909. So get ready to read The Gift of Attitude. I love the quote that you finished You finished your chapter with, adjust your attitude and claim your power. Short, sweet, and simple. And that's exactly how you live your life, Kim. You claim your power and you help others too as well. I'm a superpower person. <laughs> you are a superpower. You are superwoman. I, this is whatever I talk to Kim, I call her superwoman. I mean, she, she, I don't know anybody who's a soup, as a super as fabulous as her. Well, Kim, I know you've got to get back. You've got another appointment coming up. So thank you for being on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Thank you for doing such a great job on the websites and the newsletter and, and just for being the amazing woman that you are. It's so appreciated. It's so fun to have you as part of Be The Star You Are, and I'm really excited you are in the new book. Yes, great. Thank you so much, Cynthia and it Heather. It is so great. Well, you have a wonderful rest of the day. We'll be, able to, we'll be in touch a zillion times more this week, as we know. I'm sure. <laughs> so thank you for being on Star Style, Be The Star You Are. Welcome. Well, now we, I wanted to talk about the gift of volunteerism because you just have heard that um, – that of Kim, who's just a great volunteer, is a great volunteer. And I don't know if Elise is on the phone yet, but she is a volunteer, a teen volunteer, who has now taken over being the teen chairperson for the Star Team book review team. And she wrote a of volunteerism. And she has been volunteering since she was a young girl for other charities. It actually started off as a punishment, but now she finds that volunteering is just something that is so special. Elise, are you there with us? Yeah, hi. Hi, Elise. Mm-hmm. This is Elise Kalnowski, and she is a high school student who, as I said, is now with our Star Teen Book Review team. Well, how do you feel about having a chapter in a book? I think it's great, and I'm extremely excited about it. <laughs> well, to tell us, Heather is also here on the phone, and she also started as a young, a young girl volunteering. Tell, tell us about how it is for you to volunteer and how it started, and this is how you wrote about it in, in your chapter on the book and the gift of volunteerism. It actually started as a punishment, but the punishment turned into something very enjoyable. Yeah, um, my parents wanted to make the punishment something that, was 
going to kind of help me be more responsible. And instead of making it like taking something away, they wanted to have it that I have to learn how to work harder. So I um, found a place called Ages. It's an assisted living facility, and I first started volunteering there. Very uh, cool. And it, what and what it is is that you started volunteering with the elderly, right? Yep. And what was funny, and you'll read about it in her book. We won't tell the whole story away, but we she started finding that the more that you did for others, that you were bringing such great joy, and they they actually you actually needed them as much as they needed you. Yeah. Um, so. So now you're with uh, you're with Be the Star You Are as a volunteer, and you're actually um, going to be doing our book review as well as helping plan some of the events like the launching of the book. Yeah, I'm excited about both of those. Are you pretty excited? Yeah. And how does your parents feel now that you're volunteering? That you you no longer can take volunteering as a punishment, but you have to have it as you know something that you want to do to give back and make a difference in the world. Um, they like it a lot, and they're glad that I've found something that I'm interested in that I can volunteer for. Well, you know, good point. Tell us about that because you you have lots of friends that are teenagers. What would be your advice to teens who? really maybe want to get involved, but they they don't know how to find a charity that might be right for them. What are some ideas? Um, well, the best one that I've found so far is going online at Volunteer Match. Volunteermatch.com. Yeah, you can research by your interests as to what charities they're looking for. Um, that helps a lot rather than going through huge lists that are charities that you have no idea what they're for. And, you know, I really agree with you there because I think if you're not interested in what the mission of the charity is, it's not going to be enjoyable for you, and therefore you're not going to want to go back. Heather, what do you think about volunteering? What do you think? Is it important to know the background of the charity? I think it's definitely important to choose an organization you're passionate about, just as we always emphasize with work how you should be getting up every day and being like, oh, God, I get to go to work, not like, oh, God. That as for you, as originally your parents thought, you know, let's make you volunteer and that will be your punishment. Instead, it turned into a really a passion and a joy. So I think definitely if someone's really interested in getting involved with volunteering and, and an organization, find something, uh, find a particular interest or in, and then, uh, you know, kind of hone it down to find out what kind of organizations in your local na- neighborhood or area uh, promote something you're passionate about. And sometimes you may not know the organization right off the bat, but make sure it is what the organization stands for is something that you stand for as well. Well, and I think with Elise, Elise, I loved your bio. I mean, you say that you almost live in the library. You love books, right? Yes. um, I read way more than is probably healthy for me. No, I don't. I don't know if they can ever read more than a healthy reader. (laughs) I would think that. But it's. I laughed when you first interviewed with us, and you said the librarians in the library know you by name. Yeah, um, it's interesting when you walk in and they actually say hi and tell you your name, but. It also makes me feel even more comfortable there. 
Absolutely. Well, I would think that you have found a really perfect home for your skills and your passions with Be the Star You Are charity since we're a literacy charity. And the part that you're going to be taking over as chairperson is actually the book review, which is reading books and writing reviews to be posted and published. So it combines your love of reading and writing. So let's hope that this is a great match in heaven. Sounds like it so far, and it seems like it has been. Yes, wonderful. Well, look at just uh, just by starting with the charity, you're already going to be a published writer in a in this brand new book that we know will be a wonderful bestseller, and we're just so thrilled to have you with us. So, uh, Elise, just keep doing what you are doing, and keep writing, and keep reading, and keep volunteering because that makes you a role model for other teens. Do you have? something that you would like to leave a message for teens on on anything you know on on how to volunteer on why to volunteer or the you know something that positive leave us with just a final thought well i think it's a great idea for teens to start volunteering because it not only helps their community but it also makes you a lot happier knowing that you've helped somebody and you can learn so much from the people you're helping Absolutely. Wonderful way to end. This is Elise Kolnowski. She is a volunteer with Be The Star You Are and a published writer. Look for more of her at BeTheStarYouAre.org. Thank you, Elise, for joining us here on Star Style, Be The Star You Are. Thanks for having me. We, and we look forward to working with you more and more. Well, thank you all for joining us today on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. As you go out into the day, remember that no one has ever walked the earth with your exact combination of inborn and acquired strengths and skills. And we hope that you will continue to go out into the world and live your dreams and be the person that you were born to be. There is only one you. Take a look in the mirror and admire yourself. You are a wonder of creation. You are magnificent and you can do what you are meant to do. There is only one you. Remember that. You're not born equal. You're something far better. And pick up a copy of Be the Star You Are for Teens. You'll find more information at bethestarur.com and bethestarur.org. For information about Heather and the Carmony Clutches, visit, what is it, Heather? MySpace.com forward slash Carmony Clutches, both with a K. And thank you for joining us. Remember to be the star you are. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Mitten. And this is Star Style. Be the star you are. And you are a star. Own your power. We'll see you next week. Be the star you A seeker, a dreamer, the courage to give every special part of you. You're an artist, a poet who will never give up. So make all your dreams come true. Let go of your fears.
traveled much too far Show the world your smile Be the star you are Show the whole wide world your smile Be the lucky star you Thanks again for listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. For more information about Be the Star You Are Nonprofit Corporation, please visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. That's BeTheStarYouAre.org. Join Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany again next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, here on World Talk Radio Studio A. Remember, to be a leader, you must be a reader. Enjoy a stellar week. You're a seeker, a dreamer, courage to be.